Hey everybody, and welcome to a Genuine Girl podcast. My name is Meredith, and I'm just a college girl who's trying to keep it real while inspiring other girls to do the same. Today's episode is going to be all about pressure, and really how to handle it when you're in college. Now, it is the beginning of the school year for many of us, and likely you've been in school now maybe two or three weeks, you might be starting to get in the swing of things, but at the same time, I think now is the point where these pressures really start building up. And there are so many different kinds of pressures out there, and even though I'm going to only be talking about a few of them today, I think that every kind of pressure ultimately has that same effect on us, on our mood, on our mindset. We just get stressed, we get overwhelmed, we feel like we can't do anything, our self-confidence goes down. I mean, pressure just isn't good for us. And so I'm going to be talking about three different pressures that I have either faced or have been facing recently at school and how I've been trying to deal with them so I can live a happier life and a stress-free life. Well, maybe not stress-free, but as low stress as possible. (laughs) So I hope you guys get something out of this episode. If nothing else, I hope you see that you're not alone if you're experiencing some kind of pressure in your life, and it's okay, and you can get through this. So without further ado, let's hop right into this episode of A Genuine Girl. The first pressure I'm going to be talking about today might seem a little obvious to some of you. It's the pressure to succeed academically. Now, before I get any further, I know that success looks different to everybody. For some, it might mean a 4.0 GPA. For others, it might mean just doing well enough to get a job after graduation, or really anywhere in between. At the same time, you can either be feeling these pressures externally or internally, meaning you can be feeling them from outside sources like professors, family members, friends, all the people around you, or it can just be a total mind game with yourself and you're just feeling it internally, beating yourself up, being a perfectionist, striving for more, and not realizing that that's coming off as pressuring yourself to an unhealthy level. I think a lot of us kind of have a combination of this. I definitely think there are external sources, just in society as a whole, who make us think, you know, we have to do well, we have to succeed to have a good life, we have to get our degree, and we have to get a good job and a good GPA, for sure. I mean, even just in the media, I feel like that could be an external pressure, but I think a lot of times that is followed up by this internal pressure to just, you know, really do well. Because after hearing that external pressure or just feeling it in the air, a lot of times I feel like it's natural to just start feeling that pressure internally. And I think once you feel it internally, it's even harder to get rid of it because your brain is so powerful and it can really control how you're feeling. And if it's making you feel so pressured, it might make it even harder to succeed academically. And I think this kind of goes for all of the three pressures I'm going to be talking about, but especially with academics, I think 
internal pressure is a big deal. It's something that a lot of us don't even really realize we have until we sit down and think about it and we realize, oh my gosh, yeah, okay, maybe some people over here are kind of pressuring me to do well in school, but like at the end of the day, I'm putting this on myself more than anything. Like, I want to impress these people and show them that I can succeed academically, but I also feel like I just need to do this for myself anyway, and get a job, and get good grades, and balance it all, and oh my goodness, it's it's a lot. So, I have experienced this pressure for a long time. I mean, honestly, this started before college, and I think it's gonna be there for me for ever until I get out of college. Um, and then it'll probably just translate into my job. But I'm not looking at it through a negative light. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things that has made a difference for me is how I view the academic pressure. Anytime that I'm feeling really stressed out about school or feeling like I really need to do better and get a better grade and all that, I have to kind of stop myself sometimes because that is me feeling the pressure, whether it be external or internal. I don't think it even matters in this situation. I think the point is that I'm letting this pressure get to me, which means it's something I must care about. You know, you don't let things into your mind for very long unless they mean something to you, and unless you really care and want to do something about those things. I was just learning the other day about how our brains are so powerful and they take in so much information every day that at night when we're sleeping, in one of the sleep cycles, basically our brain goes through this kind of information purge almost. It thinks back to everything that we've done that day, everything we've seen, everything we've heard, and it's almost like a little garbage disposal, and it will just throw away any unwanted information. So that's why you might not remember what you had for dinner last week, but you can remember things like this pressure, however you want to define that. Because in the long run, what you ate for dinner one night last week doesn't matter to you as much as something like the pressure to do well in school. So your brain is going to hold on to that. And I think it's okay to look at that in a positive light and think of it more as that means I care. That means I'm trying. And that says a lot about me that I really want to do well, no matter who it's for, no matter what the reasons, like I care about this. And That should make you feel good. Now, of course, your mindset is only one piece of the puzzle. Regardless of how you view academic pressure, you still have to actually do the work (laughs) to get it off your mind, I guess. You have to put in the hours studying. You have to take the tests. You have to go to class and learn. That's just how it is, whether you view it as a positive or negative. I think the next step is to really just do the things you gotta do so it stops controlling your life. Meaning, do the work, go to class, study. And that's so easy for me to say, trust me, I get it because I'm in college right now and I know how hard it is to just hear people say, just study and go to class and you'll be fine. Like, I I get that that's not the case. So what I really mean by that is 
do what you can. And by that, I think I'm trying to find the right way to describe this because I need to be taking this advice too. I tend to be very hard on myself, a perfectionist in many aspects, and so I always just want to do more. I want to study more because I feel like, okay, that made me sound like a nerd. Don't take it that way. I just mean like when this pressure gets to me, I feel like I have to study for hours at a time. I have to like just do everything I possibly can to get an A in the class or whatever it may be. And I've kind of had to be honest with myself and realize that I can't do it all. I can't study for 12 hours a day like I think I should be. Like, if I think the only way I'm going to get an A in a class is by doing that, then, you know, I have to look at myself and be honest and say, well, that's not going to happen because I physically can't. Like, you need time for yourself. You need time to sleep, which I've really been realizing the importance of lately, but you just need time to live your life. (laughs) And that means you can't do everything every hour of the day to relieve this academic stress. But with the time that you do have to study and to go to class, make the most of it. Like, put away the distractions, which, again, I know, easier said than done. Get your planner, write down what you need to do, shorten your to-do list, make it something that's achievable within the day. I have a bad habit of writing down everything that I possibly could be doing and trying to cram it all into one day, which I would not recommend. (laughs) I think, honestly, making shorter to-do lists that have only the top priorities will make you feel a lot better because it's more attainable stuff that you can get done in the period you've set out for yourself and you'll feel less pressure afterwards because you've accomplished what you set out to do rather than having all these things on your to-do list not finishing them all and then feeling upset with yourself. It really is a mind game but it's also just prioritizing time management and doing what you can with the time that you have so that you feel this pressure as little as possible. That's kind of what I do, and I know that I just threw a lot of stuff at you. (laughs) I honestly don't even have time to get into all of those aspects. I definitely have talked about planning and time management and balancing life in a lot of my other podcast episodes, so if you would like more on those topics, please feel free to scroll back and listen, and maybe you'll get some inspiration there. But I think my major point with academic pressure is just changing how you view it, and doing what you can. For me, I feel a lot less of this negative pressure when I just view it in a positive light and set realistic expectations for myself when it comes to achieving my academic goals. So I hope maybe you'll think of academic pressure differently the next time that you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed in your schoolwork. And if you're like me, That's kind of like right now. (laughs) I won't lie, I'm feeling the pressure right now. I feel it almost every day. So I'm not trying to be like, oh, it's so easy to just relieve this pressure. But these are just things that I've learned that have kind of helped me. And it's good to say it out loud because it really reminds me of how I should be viewing this pressure and stress as well. So hopefully it helps you too. All right, 
let's move on to pressure number two. Now, the next two pressures are going to be more about the social and I guess just the people piece of college. I think academics can be a very individual thing, but a lot of times everything else in college, you're around people. And whether you're being social or just seeing people every day, there are definitely pressures that come along with that that I want to talk about. And to do that, I kind of have to split this up into two separate pressures. The first one is the pressure to look a certain way. I've dealt with this a lot in college, and sometimes I still do. I mean, I've definitely tried to combat it, but it's something that is another one, kind of tricky to get rid of. So when I say look a certain way, I mean like my physical appearance. Looks in terms of like what you're doing, how you're acting. Just wait, I'm gonna get to that one in just a minute. But when it comes to my physical appearance, I don't know why, but I have felt pressured to look a certain way. And for me, it's been a lot having to do with weight. I think another part has been just my clothing choice, what I wear, my style, all of that, how I do my hair, whether or not I wear makeup, how it looks, all of that stuff all goes into the pressure of feeling like I have to look a certain way. I've actually talked about both of these things in much more detail in prior episodes if you'd like to go back and look. So I won't get into too much detail here, but the point is I struggled last year and still do struggle some days with this, you know, comparison and looking at other girls and thinking, wow, I need to look like that. Why can't I look like that? And it's very hard. I mean, Last year I had that whole freshman 15 thing happen and I just had that whole thing happen where I thought I had to dress a certain way and wear t-shirts and shorts to class every day to kind of fit in with the style on my campus even though that wasn't really my style. And I think I have definitely gotten past some of those things but still you know, I'll go to the gym some days and I'll see all of these girls who are so fit and I just am amazed and I'm inspired for sure, but I can't help but letting that comparison kick in too. And that's something that's very hard to shake, I think, at least for me. But what I've found to help in comparing myself and focusing so much on this pressure of how others look and trying to look like them is just doing what I need to do to take care of my health first. I, like I said in my weight episode, I was not focusing on my health at all for semester. I was still comparing myself, but I wasn't doing anything to really make it better for myself. And when I started focusing on my health second semester, things went a lot better for me, but I also definitely could tell I wasn't comparing myself as much to other people second semester because I was doing the things I needed to do to get my own health on track. So my advice would be to be honest with yourself and where you're at right now. I think we have this tendency to be so hard on ourselves in terms of how we look, especially girls and with social media these days. That's a whole different topic that I've talked about again in another episode. This episode is just kind of a culmination of so many things I've already talked about, but 
I think the biggest thing is to just be honest with yourself. I had to be very honest with myself at the end of first semester last year. I stepped on the scale to see where we were at because I hadn't weighed myself all semester and I'm not saying that you should rely on scales to tell you your health because a scale is a number but for me at that time it did tell me a lot because I hadn't I didn't have access to that information all semester for the past few months and I had to be honest and say, you know what, this isn't healthy. I actually need to do something. It wasn't just me saying, oh, I don't think I look good, so I need to do something. It was like, yeah, there's an actual issue. Like, I actually do need to do something. So if you're in that boat, first of all, it's totally okay. No matter what you decide to do after you get that information, whatever it is, to be honest with yourself, I mean, I think that's the biggest deal right there, is just being honest. It doesn't matter if what you do looks anything like what I've done, but it's just the fact that you're being honest with yourself and being real, because that's the first step, and then from there you can find out what you need to do or what you need to not do to feel better about yourself and who you are, rather than, you know, just constantly comparing yourself to other people. And obviously not everybody is going to be in the same situation that I was in, um, like after my first semester, but I think it's equally important to be honest with yourself even if you're not in that situation. Like, if you are a healthy weight, if you are a healthy person who has healthy habits, I think it's also important to be honest with yourself about that too. And I know it's much easier said than done. It's still hard for me to believe my own head sometimes. And sometimes I feel like it's easier to believe these things if someone else tells me, like a doctor or an expert or something. And so even though you should believe yourself, I get that sometimes it's hard to be honest and really say like, okay, I'm healthy or... I need to make some changes, but whatever it is, I think being honest with yourself and making a game plan for yourself in terms of health is one of the best things you can do to just really relieve some of that pressure because instead of focusing so much on what other people are doing, you are focusing on yourself and what you are doing without anyone else in the picture. So I think that's pretty powerful, and that helped me a lot. Now, when it comes to clothing and style and all of that, that was kind of a different thing. I mean, it was it was kind of the same. I mean, I was honest with myself about that, too, but it wasn't something as deep, I guess, as, like, my weight, for example. It did, the change in my style, I guess, kind of came around the same time that I was trying to change my overall health, and... I remember the first day of second semester, I wore an outfit that it was nothing like I had ever worn first semester, but it was definitely more true to me, and I felt really great that day, and you know, I got compliments, but I definitely got some people like, what, what are you dressed up for, like, where are you going, because I wasn't wearing like a t-shirt and shorts, or I guess at that point of the year it would have been like a sweatshirt and leggings, but you get the deal. 
I just was wearing what I wanted and that definitely did get me some looks and you know some people were very supportive some people were very confused but at the end of the day it made me feel better and so I after that I was like well I've got to do this every day because you know you beyond the people who were looking at me weird I just felt better and I felt more put together and felt like I had my life together when I was wearing what I wanted to wear and so I continued that and I still try to continue that as much as I can. You know, there are some things that you just can't let get to you. Like, I just had to stop caring about what other people thought of what I wore because there are so many kids that go to my school. There are tons of us walking around every day. Like, yeah, maybe someone will give me a weird look or ask me what I'm dressed up for and sound kind of like, oh my gosh, why are you wearing that? Which, you know, I don't know if that's how they really feel, but I just need to get past that because it's like, are they really going to remember that and keep judging me on that forever? And is that really going to affect me? Like, no. Okay, I'm just rambling about this now. But my point is, if you are struggling with this, just you do you, okay? It's gonna be fine. And I have another episode about this, like I said, so I'll leave it at that. But that's kind of the pressures of looking a certain way. I think my third point, uh, third pressure, I guess, is just the pressure to act a certain way, too. And this is something I've talked about some, but I... There are definitely certain pressures that I think college students feel, like a lot of peer pressure when it comes to a social life, for sure. I think in college, a big thing is going out and partying and drinking and all of that fun stuff. I think we all know that is a big component of college life for many people. Now, for me in particular, I will be completely honest, and I'm not sure how much I've talked about this, but I'll just be honest and say that I don't drink, I don't party, I don't go out and do any of that. No, I'm not just saying that because this is going out to the world. Like, I quite honestly have not drank one time in college. I have not gone out to any parties. And you can say what you want about that. I... I know that's like being really vulnerable, putting that out there and saying that, but like, that's me. And if you don't like that, then that's cool. You do you. Like, I'm not judging anybody who chooses to do that, but I will say that there definitely is some pressure, you know, because especially for me, since I don't do that, I feel like sometimes I definitely am in the minority. There are a lot of people who do go out and drink, especially on the weekends, and go and do all of that stuff. And sometimes it makes me feel like, oh, I don't know, I guess I don't have as good of a social life, I guess I don't have as many friends and all of that. Like, that sometimes has gotten to me. But in those times, I just have to remind myself, like, if I went, would I really enjoy myself? I mean, I know, it's hard to answer that unless you actually go and try it out, but I know deep down, like, I don't have an interest in it. I don't really want to experience the 
after effects of going out and doing that. Not saying that there would be any, but you know, you never know what could happen. And I just don't want to deal with that right now. And I feel a lot better when I'm doing other things to be social. I'm very lucky to have found some friends who are similar to me in that respect and don't do that kind of stuff either. And that definitely helps. But sometimes it's also just being okay spending time by myself and doing things that I enjoy and not having to be seen and be liked and be friends with all of these people. You know, I think by doing that, I would not be doing something that's in my nature and I wouldn't be a genuine girl. <laughs> I guess that's really what it comes down to. And so when it comes to the pressure to act a certain way, I guess that's really what I've been trying to say is like, be genuine and you'll be so much happier in the long run. I've definitely done some things in the past just because I've thought that's what I was supposed to do and that's what I should do to make friends or to be liked or be seen, whatever it may be, just in different areas. But at the end of the day, I've learned that being genuine is the best thing I can do for myself. It makes me happier because I'm spending my time doing the things I really want to do and with the people who I really want to be around rather than trying to do things for others. Yeah, maybe that would give me that feeling of acceptance and happiness in the short run, but I really don't think that usually lasts in the long run. I think to be truly happy with your life, you need to be doing the things that you want to do instead of the things that you think you should be doing. And if you're worried about this, I totally get it because I still get worried about this too. It's so easy to get worried about not having friends, not having a social life, not being accepted, because I think it's just human nature to want that. But for me, I would rather have that in the long term than the short term, meaning I would rather be my genuine self and put my real self out there in the world so I can find those people who I know will really accept me for who I am and respect me for that instead of putting a fake version of myself out there who might get that short-term acceptance but might not be the happiest person in the long run. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I just think it's important to look at the long run and think, how will this really make me feel in a year, in five years, in ten years? Like, you do you. And, and if you do that, I think in the long run, this pressure to act a certain way will really be a pressure to act in a way you want to because you'll be surrounded by people who accept you and who are similar to you in some ways and who do the things that you really want to do and you look up to. And so it won't be a pressure to do things that you don't want to do. It might be a pressure to do things that you really do want to do. And while it may be hard to see that now, I think it's so worth it to just be yourself now because it will really set you up for a good life ahead. I know that's deep, and I'm only 19, so what do I know, right? <laughs> but I feel like so far, since I really made that commitment to myself to be genuine, I really have seen that 
it is worth it. There are hard days and hard times where I do feel like sometimes I'm alone. Sometimes no one is like me. Sometimes I've got no one but myself. But you know what? It's just made me stronger and it's made dealing with these pressures easier every day. So if I could give you one final piece of advice, it would just be to be genuine. Take the name of this podcast and use it, you know? <laughs> be a genuine girl. And I know it's it's hard, but I'm hoping that through this episode and through my other episodes, I can kind of help you see the benefits of doing that and give you some strategies to really be yourself. So if you enjoyed this episode, then I would really appreciate a rating or a review on iTunes or wherever else you're listening. And if you haven't followed me yet on social media, I'm at One Genuine Girl, all spelled out. And you can see a bunch of genuine, fun posts about the episodes coming ahead and some fun quotes, all that good stuff. So don't miss out. Go follow me on there. And until next time, stay genuine, girl.